This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Turning to other matters, and uh, well, matters that are very uh, topical, pertinent, and the issues matter is not going anywhere. The National Institute for Communicable Diseases says that 63% of the 9,320 new COVID 19 cases that were reported on Saturday were in Gauteng or are in Gauteng. According to the figures, Gauteng recorded more than 5,000 new infections. That's a staggering number, uh, or staggering percentage. That's uh, more than 50% of those cases, uh, new infections uh, um, were recorded in Gauteng, followed by the Western Cape with uh, only 987. The positivity rate now stands at 16.6%, and the recovery rate has dropped to 91%. uh, um, what is also of great concern is that uh, the number of people being admitted to hospital is on the rise as well. 425 people were incre- uh, admitted to hospital yesterday and the total number of people who are currently being treated in high care or ICU stands at 7,448. Uh, now let's talk to um, Professor Bruce Melado, who is a director um, at the Wirtz, uh, at Wirtz University and also um, he is also of course a member of the Houghton Premier's Advisory Committee on COVID-19. Professor, good morning and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Good morning. I, I mean, the figures really do speak for themselves. I, I don't uh, I don't know what uh, more would, could be said to highlight the, the, the seriousness of the situation that we are currently facing. But from a government point of view, at least in terms of the advice that you'd be sharing with the government, what is what would be the approach? I mean, uh, it's all very well raising the alarm bells and letting you know sending the message through, but uh, which seemingly still landing on uh, deaf ears. Calls some are saying for stricter uh, lockdown conditions. Is that the answer, or what are you thinking? So you're asking a very good question. I mean, as you correctly point out, the numbers speak for themselves. We are in the middle of a spike within uh, the third wave. Uh, we have experienced about uh, over 70% increase in number of cases with respect to the previous week. And that's a very serious sign of acceleration uh, in the number of cases. And there are other uh, very important parameters such as the uh, the positivity rate and the excess mortality and hospitalization, as so correctly point out. So indeed, uh, the situation is very serious, and we need to convey that to the population uh, openly and and frankly uh, that mm. the situation is very serious, and the uh, it is in in our hands uh, to uh, slow down the pandemic. I mean, the reality that we're facing is that um, uh, there isn't enough vaccines in order to stop. Uh, a wave. Right mm-hmm. now, the the current rollout of the vaccine is in a phase two, which is intended to protect the most vulnerable members of our community uh, so that we have a less amount of people hospitalized in ICUs or develop severe disease and all die. But the rest is really up to us. We really have to adhere to a level two restriction. So if you ask the question as to what is the approach that government is going to take based on, on the advice of uh, committees like ours, mm. Is basically to attack the problem uh, uh, as a multi-pronged approach. We have to deal uh, more seriously with the issues of super spread events. Those are 
major sources of, uh, of cases that later spread and then fueled further the fire. Uh, we had to deal with the issue of awareness. Uh, we are monitoring social distancing, sorry, social media, and, and it's very clear that the, level, the number of people that are indifferent about the pandemic has grown, and that needs to be dealt with as well uh, through interacting with the media and right. uh, raising yeah. awareness of the situation, uh, continuing the the rollout of the um, of the vaccine and, and other measures. Yeah. You know, the government obviously has been at pains to try, try and strike a balance, you know, between, um, you know, stricter measures that they put in place, especially when we find ourselves in the middle of a, a surge in new cases, uh, positive cases and so on. And also having to balance that uh, with, you know, protecting livelihoods and businesses as well. But uh, I'm not so sure to what extent some of these businesses are coming to the party. I mean, you still find uh, um, establishments where people, um, you see that the numbers are certainly not being adhered to in terms of what the carrying capacity of a a facility should be. And certainly are not adhering to strict uh, compliance with masks. No, you can argue if you are in a drinking and eating establishment, uh, you know, how well can you, to what extent you can comply with the mask wearing? Well, we know that uh, one of the leading sources of this spike uh, is the fact that we are moving a lot. So mobility in the provinces at the highest point it's been since uh, the advent of the pandemic. And uh, we also get reports that uh, people, as they travel in taxis, they are wearing masks less and less. We have to uh, look at at, at this problem seriously and try to enforce it more seriously because uh, being uh, in a taxi is cold in the winter. People close the windows and they are basically in a very congregated state. That's a a very good ground for the virus to spread. So you really have to sanitize and really have to get your your mask because mm. people have to go to work. People have to earn a living. You know, we, we cannot disrupt that. However, in doing so, people really have to adhere to social distancing measures uh, that, and regulations because th- th- those they work very well because the reality is that South Africa has been able to control ways and bring those numbers down. That is remarkable. And that's because these measures at the workplace and enforcing social distancing actually does work. Mm. So it, it is really in our hands. There's this this really not much more that we can do other than paying attention to these details. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, that said, I mean, we are in this situation. How um, how much of a concern is the situation then in terms of the hospitals? I mean, I was just mentioning those figures. And uh, I mean, I don't know that there's any more that can be done. I mean, just uh, there's a story that one of the newspapers is carrying that uh, the overflow facilities which had been uh, established have now, especially the one at Nasrak, is no longer in use, in fact. Uh, in fact. So, is that an indication that there is a level of confidence within government that uh, we, there is enough carrying capacity to accommodate these cases? So uh, the, the relevant stakeholders, whether it is policymakers or hospital CEOs and, and several workflows in government and outside, they're very much aware and they were already forewarned last week that there was going to be a spike in the number mm-hmm. of admissions as we are seeing right now. You correctly point out to the fact that there is a significant growth in the number of admissions, which is absolutely natural and and is totally expected. So uh, they have all been forewarned about the situation. Modeling has been performed and projections have been performed uh, where we've told them where we're going, what's going to happen in the next mm. couple of weeks, what is going to be the maximum number of beds that will need to be available and so on. So obviously people are 
paying attention to that and I'm working towards that. And what would you say then? I mean, what are your what, what is it that what your modeling is telling you in terms of projections? When do we when can we expect um, the current surge to reach its peak, and when can we start seeing the numbers leveling out? Because I mean, if we are at a positivity rate of 16.6 uh, percent, where I, the ideally we want to be below five f- percent, uh, if I'm correct, that is uh, seriously worrying. Yeah, correct. So um, in this kind of situations, when we, we appear to be in the middle of a spike. We have to assume the worst-case scenario. So we've built the worst-case scenario uh, for the province, and we made the corresponding calculations, and we calibrate them and adapt them to the data on a weekly basis. Um, according to this scenario, we should expect a peak about 65 to 70,000 active cases. We're currently around 35, so we still have some way to go. Mm. Um, and according to that worst-case scenario, we should be reaching the peak around the first week of July. So it's certainly not very far away. Mm. Okay, well, in the meantime, what we have to do our bit, as you were saying, it is us that move the virus, as we constantly told, and not the virus that moves by itself. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Professor, for joining much. us. I appreciate it. Uh, Professor Bruce Melado, he is uh, the member of the Gauteng Premier's Advisory Committee on COVID-19. He's also, of course, with the Wirtz University. It's 22 after 8. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.